Welcome back. We'll talk about recidivism, an American hero, and this week's weather. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. They got a name for one of the biggest challenges to fix in Alabama's sorry prison system in the long term. That name is recidivism. Repeat offender. Not a pretty name, is it? AL.com's Mike Kaysen reports that Alabama Governor Kay Ivey's study group on criminal justice policy has made some observations and recommendations. First, that there needs to be a new statewide commitment to the rehabilitation of inmates. The letter from the study group's Champ Lyons, a former Alabama Supreme Court justice, points out that 95% of prisoners are going to be released. It's obviously best if they don't turn back to crime because you get, well, more crime, and then they wind up back in the overcrowded big house. To quote from the Champ Lyons letter, Quite simply, we cannot sustain a system in which these inmates become more violent while in prison and then commit new crimes upon release from prison only to return to prison. It's too costly to the state to continue paying to house these repeat offenders. And it's too costly to future crime victims who will needlessly suffer at their hands. End quote. So while that would help in the long run, the more urgent problem that needs addressing, the group says, is the overcrowded and violent conditions in prisons. Folks have been saying that until they're blue in the face. Look for prison issues to be a big deal as the state legislative session opens this week. If you watched the beginning of Sunday's Super Bowl, you saw four 100-year-old veterans take part in the coin flip ceremony. One of the four trained in Alabama and served with the Tuskegee Airmen during World War II, reports AL.com's Greg Garrison. Retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Charles McGee brought out the commemorative coin and handed it to the referee Sunday evening. He trained in Tuskegee, Alabama, with the only black pilot squadron at the time. Colonel McGee flew 136 combat missions during World War II, attacking targets in Italy and supporting the rescue of 1,000 POWs in Romania. He wasn't done there, though. He also flew in Korea and Vietnam. The Military Times called Colonel McGee one of the Air Force's most celebrated pilots, and the AP reported that he flew in 409 combat missions overall. He turned 100 years old this past Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, and has since been given an honorary promotion to Brigadier General. So God bless Colonel McGee and the other three veterans who took part in the ceremony, Odon Cardenas, Samuel Lombardo, and Sidney Walton. Well, it's another Monday, and we have another week's worth of weather ahead of us, and we have Lee Morgan here to talk about it again. Now, today's February 3rd, which makes yesterday February 2nd. Lee, when you were an impressionable young meteorology student at that school in Tallahassee, did any of those professors down there tell you about magic groundhogs and possums and hoot owls and whatnot, or was that something you had to learn about in Bill Murray movies? <laughs> no, there was a whole class on that. A whole class? Groundhogs 101, yes. Groundhogs 101. <laughs> no, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Well, then do you want to give us some real uh, weather for this week, <laughs> or are we just going to go with what uh, well, the we, critter said? We can talk about the groundhog. It's okay. Um, it seems like, you know, most years people get really upset. Meteorology types get mad about the groundhog <laughs> and get upset, and there's lots of angst on Twitter about it. But not this year. They kind <laughs> of like... I guess accepted it. Maybe so they'll get invited to more parties. I don't know, maybe. But it could have helped that the groundhog predicted an early spring 
And that just happens to coincide with what um, meteorology types are thinking is going to happen. So you're, you're telling me science isn't really ahead of magical forest creatures <laughs> at this point. Well, they're tied right now. Let's <laughs> just say that. What's going to happen this week? Well, this week we are looking at warm temperatures, like a, a little preview of spring. But with the preview of spring also comes some springtime-like weather which is a threat of severe weather. We're looking at that uh, possibly late Tuesday through Wednesday and maybe into Thursday for the eastern part of the state. Now, this is not a slam dunk severe weather forecast. Uh, there's still a lot of uncertainties about the timing. Mm -hmm. Will it be all that bad? They just don't know yet. But there is the potential, especially on Wednesday, for there to be some strong storms. Uh, we can't rule out tornadoes at this point damaging straight line winds and a lot of heavy rain some yeah. parts of the state could get up to three inches before it's over with this is possibly north alabama all the way to south alabama yes now the the timing and the areas that are most at risk will likely change between now and wednesday so just keep an eye on the forecast and know that there is the potential there um for some rough weather. Okay, what's my best day to sneak out and play golf it's this week? It's always about golf. What is the deal with well, the golf? Okay, what's well, it's golf until the pompanos start running. <laughs> anyway, the best day <laughs> today is going to be nice. It's going to be really warm. Um, and then after the front passes through, you're probably going to have to wait till about Friday or Saturday to get a completely dry day. This is statewide because the it the some rain might linger behind it. So okay. I would think today would be the best day. Okay. Warm weather, no rain, you should be good. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Lee. No problem. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you want to on the World Wide Web at AL.com. 